Yeah, we are doing uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 14, the story of King Vena. This is from the fourth canto. We had done till the last time where <coughs> the king has been appointed. So now we continue from the next one. The great sage Maitreya continued, O great hero Vidura, the great sages headed by Brigo were always thinking of the welfare of the people in general. When they saw that in the absence of King Anga, there was no one to protect the interest of the people. They understood that without a ruler, the people would become independent and non-regulated. The great sages then called for the queen mother, Sunita, and with her permission, they installed Vena on the throne as a master of the world. All the ministers, however, disagreed with this. It is already known that Vena was very severe and cruel. Therefore, as soon as the thieves and the rogues in the state heard of his ascendance to the royal throne, they became very much afraid of him. Indeed, they hid themselves here and there as rats hide themselves from snakes. When the king ascended the throne, he became all-powerful with eight kinds of opulences. Consequently, he became too proud. By virtue of his false prestige, he considered himself to be greater than anyone. Thus, he began to insult great personalities. When he became overtly blind due to his opulence, King Vena mounted a chariot and like an uncontrolled elephant began to travel throughout the kingdom, causing the sky and the earth to tremble wherever he went. <coughs> All the twice-born Brahmanas were forbidden henceforth to perform any sacrifices and they were also forbidden to give charity and offer clarified butter. Thus King Vena surround, sur- sounded kettle drums throughout the countryside. In other words, he stopped all kinds of religious rituals. This is exactly what happens when we have a autocratic ruler ruling the country. See, in uh, one of the stories we have read how Kamsa became like that. Kamsa is a person who was a good ruler in the beginning, but everything goes to his head when he hears the Takashwani. And after that, he goes about killing all the children. And then he sends Putana and every other person so that they can kill the remaining children from the neighboring villages also. Uh, it is exactly the case where you will find that various leaders in this world also do these kind of things. In the initial stages, they are very good world leaders, no doubt about it. But later on, slowly, when things go to their head, they become very autocratic. They want to become dictators. They rule the world with, very, with an iron hand. You will find that there are so many of them the world war was caused by these kind of people as well. So you will find that there are Hitlers, Mussolinis and <coughs> Gaddafis and God knows who all were there in this world. Today also there are nations which are trying to capture other nations. And you will find that these kind of people exist at any given point in time as well. I will tell you the significance of this once we come to the end of this chapter. But till that point you just have to go by what is being written over here. <laughs> Okay, suspense. <laughs> so we come to the suspense in the end. <laughs> Therefore, all the great sages assembled together and after observing cruel Vena, atrocities concluded that a great danger and catastrophe was approaching the people of the world. Thus, out of compassion, they began to talk among themselves, for they themselves were the performers of the sacrifice. When the great sages consulted one another, they saw that the people were in dangerous positions from both directions. When a fire blazes on both ends of a log, the ants in the middle are in a very dangerous situation. 
Similarly, at that time, the people in general were in a dangerous position due to the irresponsible king on one side and thieves and rogues on the other. This is a very common phenomenon. You will find that when dictators rule the land, there are lots of people who take advantage of this. If you've seen some of these very uh, you know films, you will come to know that when somebody is capturing lands after lands after lands, the soldiers are going and pillaging villages. They rape the women over there. They take away the children. They do all sorts of atrocities. And this is a very common phenomena where there is a very wrong kind of a ruler who is prevailing at that point in time. So thieves and rogues also abound a plenty. Now you will find that uh, after the world war was over, they constituted this international court for the criminals, German uh, dictators and the other people who are connected with the Gestapo and the SS. And they found so many things which were basically like artifacts and paintings and you know precious stuff with these people they had hoarded it in different different places so they along with the main person the other people also are thieves and rogues which come about thinking to save the state from irregularity the sages began to consider that it was due to the political crisis that they made Vena king <clears throat> although he was not qualified but alas, now the people were being disturbed by the king himself. Under such circumstances, how could the people be happy? The sages began to think within themselves, because he was born from the womb of Sunita. King Vena is by nature very mischievous. Supporting this mischievous king is exactly like maintaining a snake with milk. Now he has become a source of all difficulties. We appointed this Vena king of the state in order to give protection to the citizens. But now he has become the enemy of the citizens. Despite all these discrepancies, we should at once try to pacify him. By doing so, we may not be touched by the sinful roots results caused by him. The saintly sages continued thinking. Of course, we are completely aware of the mischievous nature. Yet nevertheless, we enthroned Vena. If we cannot persuade King Vena to accept our advice, he will be condemned by the public and we will join them. <clears throat> Thus by our prowess, we shall burn him to ashes. The great sages, having thus decided, approached King Vena. Concealing their real anger, they pacified him with sweet words and then spoke as follows. The great sages said, Dear King, we have come to give you good advice. Kindly hear us with great attention. By doing so, your duration of life and your opulence, strength and reputation will increase. Those who live according to the religious principles and who follow them by words, mind, body and intelligence are elevated to the heavenly kingdom which is devoid of all miseries. Thus, being thus rid of the material influence, they achieve unlimited happiness in life. The sages continued, O great hero, for this reason you should not be the cause of spoiling the spiritual life of the general populace. If their spiritual life is spoiled because of your activities, you will certainly fall down from your opulent and royal position. The saintly persons continue. When the king protects the citizens from the disturbances of mischievous ministers as well as thieves and rogues, he can by virtue of such pious activity accept taxes given by his subjects. Thus a pious king can certainly enjoy himself in the world as well as in the life after death. 
this is also the case with normal human beings as well you see when those who are there in the places of authority are spiritually inclined even if they are paid a mountain of a salary it is okay because the salary will definitely go towards the proper means it will go towards charity and other purposes but if a, a you know a very dangerous kind of a person like king vena is appointed to a position he wants to become richer and richer and richer and he will do anything in this world to take more and more and treat the people like dirt and that is what these sages are trying to tell him that you have to become spiritual in nature the king is supposed to be pious in whose state and cities the general populace strictly observe the system of eight social orders of the varna and the ashrama and where all citizens engage in the worshiping the supreme personality of godhead by their particular op- occupations what are the varnas and the ashramas i'm sure you re- know them as a child you have your childhood stuff to do then as a youth you get married and so on and so forth work in the world and after that you go to the jungles basically nowadays you may not go to the jungles but you take a back seat in life and the fourth part is called sanyas ashram basically you become a sanyasi in that way so there are various ashramas that we are talking about then there are various kinds of people in this world what are the various ones that are there the highest caste then the lowest caste now caste system has been abolished in this world today no doubt about it but the caste system actually exists you will have the working class and the one who is the ruling class there is a working class there is a ruling class then the third class is basically one who is a dealers or traders and the fourth one are the knowers of the truth the fourth class has actually disappeared that is the topmost one has actually disappeared the knower of the truth has become not knower of the truth so there is nobody who knows the truth anymore after that yes the ruling class is there that is basically the kshatriyas as we call them you know after that we have the trading class that is those who take money and do transactions the transactional type of people and the last one are those who are living by the food and the things that they make in their and they are workers they work their in their lives entire life from birth to death so the four classes are there so this is the distribution which is always going to be existing right up till the end of time <clears> o <throat> noble one if the king sees the supreme personality of godhead the original cause of the cosmic manifestation and the super soul within everyone is worshiped the lord will be satisfied everywhere in our books it is mentioned you know very clearly that the super soul is within but we always look at what we call as the consciousness as outside as a divinity which is wrong there is no need of seeing anything outside you have to look inside of you the super soul the god itself is living inside of you and he, when he is living inside of you it is always better to pray to the god within you and pray to the divine outside of you it's the same one <coughs> we call it param atma so it is also called father in heaven or allah whatever name that you would like to take the supreme personality of godhead is worshiped by the great demigods controllers of the universal affairs when he is satisfied nothing is impossible to achieve for this reason all the demigods presiding deities of different planets as well as the inhabitants of their planets take great pleasure in offering all kinds of paraphernalia for his worship so what do they do they offer all kinds of paraphernalia for the worship 
what is a paraphernalia we do all kinds of worship we do it by means of verbal verbal are prayers we say prayers we sing hymns we sing a lot of you know we talk very nicely about the god we praise him we write with our hands we write our poetry with our ears we hear the words beautiful words sung by the sages or by the people those who are devout okay we also taste that prasada which is given at the end of it all so everything that is mentioned is nothing but an offering which has been given and now we are receiving it in the form of prasad got it so it's all kinds of offerings are there these are the offerings so this is what is offered over there dear king the supreme personality of godhead along with the predominating deities is the enjoyer of the result of all sacrifices in all planets the supreme lord is the sum total of the three vedas the owner of everything and the ultimate goal of all the austerities therefore your countrymen should engage in performing various sacrifices for your elevation indeed you should always direct them towards the offering of the sacrifice when all the brahmanas engaged in performing sacrifice in your kingdom all the demigods who are plenary expansion of the lord will be very much satisfied with their activities and will give you desired results therefore o hero do not stop the sacrificial performances if you stop them you will disrespect the demigods king vena replied you are not at all experienced it is very much regrettable that you are maintaining something which is not religious and are accepting it as religious indeed i think you are giving up your real husband who maintains you and are searching after some paramour to worship those who out of gross ignorance do not worship the king who is actually the supreme personality of godhead experiences happiness neither in this world nor in the world after death isn't this what was there with the kings during the time the egyptian kings and various other kings they all considered themselves as god almighty you will find the end, history is replete with this kind of thing where the king himself says i am the lord and the ruler of this entire world so you will find that there is isis orisis the stories are there very much in existence and everybody said you know i come from this particular dynasty everybody thinks that they are god almighty <clears throat> you are so much devoted to the demigods but who are they indeed your affection for these demigods is exactly like the affection of an unchaste woman who neglects her married life and gives attention to her paramour lord vishnu lord brahma lord shiva lord indra vayu the master of air yama the superintendent of death the sun god the director of rainfalls kuvera the treasurer the moon god the predominating deity of the earth agni the fire god varuna the lord of waters and all others who are great and competent to bestow benediction or to curse all abide in the body of the king for this reason the king is known as the reservoir of all demigods who are simply part and parcel of the king's body now the king is comparing himself to the divine consciousness or to the supreme lord himself so he is saying that all these that i have mentioned just now that is right from vishnu shiva and so on and so forth right up to the fire god the varuna and everything is within me he is talking in this way that they are all within me and i am the ruler of this entire world so you got to worship me instead of the gods anywhere else 
King Vena continued, For this reason, O Brahmanas, you should abandon your envy for me. And by your ritualistic activities, you should worship me and offer me all the paraphernalia. If you are intelligent, you should know that there is no personality superior to me who can accept the first oblation of all the sacrifices. The great sage Maitreya continued, Thus the king who became unintelligent due to the sinful life and deviation from the right path became actually bereft of all the good fortune. He could not accept the request of the great sages, which the sages put before him with great respect, and therefore he was condemned. See, normally when these kind of things happen, you will find that the sages, they get completely upset by whatever that is happening. And once that happens, the downfall of that person is imminent. He is definitely going to go down. You will find that everywhere in this world, whether it is Cuba, Libya, Germany or Japan or wherever, or India for that matter, everywhere in the world, whenever these dictators have risen in this world, finally they have come to a point where they have thought no end of themselves and finally the whole thing has come to an end. And it has come to a very difficult end for them because everything gets completely destroyed. My dear Vidura, all good fortune unto you. The foolish king who thought himself very learned thus insulted the great sages and the sages being broken hearted by the king's words, king's words became very angry at him. All the great saintly sages immediately cried, Kill him, kill him. He is the most dreadful sinful person. If he lives, he will certainly turn the whole world into ashes in no time. The saintly sages continued, This impious, impudent man does not deserve to sit on the throne at all. He is so shameless that he even dared insult the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu. (coughs) But for King Vena, who is simply inauspicious, who would blaspheme the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by whose mercy one is awarded all kinds of fortune and opulence, the great sages, thus manifesting their covert anger, immediately decided to kill the king. King Vena was already as good as dead due to the blasphemy against the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus, without using any weapons, the sage killed King Vena simply by high-sounding words. All the sages returned to their respective hermitages. The mother of King Vena, Sunita, became very much aggrieved because of her son's death. She decided to preserve the dead body of her son by the application of certain ingredients and chanting the mantras which is called the Mantra Yogena. Once upon a time, the great saintly person, after taking the bath in river Saraswati, began to perform the daily duties by offering oblations into the sacrificial fires. <clears throat> after this, sitting on the bank of the river, they began to talk about the transcendental pa- uh, person and his pastimes. In those days, there were various disturbances in the country that were creating a panic in the society. Therefore, all the sages began to talk amongst themselves. Since the king is dead and there is no protector in the world, misfortune may befall the people in general on account of rogues and thieves. When the great sages were carrying on their discussion in this way, they saw a dust storm arising in all directions. The storm was caused by the running of thieves and the rogues who were engaged in plundering the citizens. Upon seeing the dust storm, the saintly persons could understand that there was a great deal of irregularities due to the king, death of King Vena. Without governance, Without government, the state was devoid of law and order, and consequently there was a great uprising of murderous thieves and rogues, who were plundering the riches of the people in general. 
although the great sages could subdue the desert disturbance of their power just as they would kill the king they considered considered it improper on their part to do so thus they did not attempt to stop the disturbance the great sages began to think that although a brahmana is a peaceful and impartial because he is equal to everyone it is still not his duty to neglect poor humans by such neglect a brahmana's spiritual power diminishes just as water kept in a cracked pot leaks out the sages decided that the descendants of the family of the saintly king anga should not be stopped for in this family the seamen was very powerful and the children were prone to become devotees of the lord after making a decision the saintly persons and sages churned the thighs of the dead body of king vena with great force and according to the specific method as a result of this churning a dwarf like person was born from the king vena's body the person born from king vena's bo- thigh was named bahuka and his complexion was black as crows all the limbs of the body were very short his arms and legs were short and his jaws were large his nose was flat his eyes were reddish and his hair copper colored he was very submissive and meek and immediately after his birth he bowed down and inquired sirs what shall i do the great sages replied please sit down thus nishida the father of the nishida race was born after his birth after nishida's birth he immediately took charge of the resultant action of king vena's sinful activities as such this nishida class was always engaged in sinful activities like stealing plundering and hunting consequently they were only allowed to live in the forest and the hills so this ends the fourth canto 14 chapter of shrimad bhagavatam entitled the story of king vena now you will wonder what what is all this story about where the king is there the king is enthroned and after that he is dethroned and then from his thigh they remove a, a creature which is now going to be the father of all the thieves and the plunderers in the world you think you know it it sounds so very uh, story bookish and you know uh, very funny i mean it is fit for those uh, classic tales of uh, phantom and batman and superman and all that stuff but we are not talking about that we are talking about everything the entire shrimad bhagavatam is we ourselves the entire bhagavata you see that the story is bhagavata okay bhagavata is a holy book bhagwan is a god okay and who is the third one the third one is us we that is the human being okay bhagavat got correct the one who is a person a devotee a devotee of the lord who is having the scriptures in him so we are the human being is filled with these three right you understand this the book bhagavat bhagavat is shrimad bhagavatam as we call it that is the the knowledge scriptures the knowledge knowledge right knowledge is within us the book is within us the bible is within us the quran is within us it is nothing but the structure the superstructure or the vedas or what we call whatever you want to call it is built up our whole body is built up of that intellect it is built up of the supreme intellect the knowledge base okay the one who runs this entire thing cannot be seen 
ही इज कॉल्ड द भगवान करेक्ट एंड हु आर वी वी आर द वंस हु आर द फॉलोअर्स ऑफ दैट दैट मीन्स द बॉडी इज बींग दैट वी आर आर द वंस हु आर फॉलोइंग इट करेक्ट सो दीज थ्री आर देर द स्टोरी ऑफ किंग वेना इज नथिंग बट a portion of our being which appears at any given point in time if you see if there is no teacher in the class you know how much of noise there is all the children atomic talking against each other you know fighting with each other throwing chalk and this and that i mean nowadays they may not have chalk but in in our times we used to throw chalk at each other and say ah, ah, ah and and then suddenly the principal or somebody will appear over there and then there is pin drop silence so always an authority is required there always has to be an authority but the authority should be very very benevolent the authority should not be authoritarian it should never be something which is going to lead us towards something so now think about it what we are actually talking about we are talking about our own leaning leanings what are the leanings that we have the leaning that we have is entertainment fun you know we we love to do that isn't it in our normal life what do we do we do entertaining ourselves a person can drink one glass of wine he is entertaining himself he can go for a dance in a discotheque he is entertaining himself he is making fun over there but what happens very soon you will find that it becomes an addiction the person wants to drink every day and not one glass maybe bottle full of wine or liquor or whatever see the same principle is now turning very harmful to the person did you notice it a person who goes to the discotheque every day is actually not trying to have fun over there but it is try he is trying to achieve something much more it is turned more into lust okay think about it like this cigarette smoking starts with one puff uh, just for uh, you know kick sake you know children will start okay okay uh, you are smoking i will also smoke then slowly it becomes a addiction and then what has happened it has become a disease inside that person so things like king vena who by the excesses in the world is creating this havoc within our system this havoc caused by this finally what happens let us take example of alcoholism a person becomes a very very great alcoholic then what happens all the sages get together sages is good advice correct sages is good advice so all the good advice got comes together and then the good advice says see you are drinking like this this is going to cause you misery and problems so you better stop it so what happens to that person 
Finally, he may join an alcoholic anonymous or one of those groups. Same thing with smoking. Smoking, a person smokes, smokes, smokes and smokes. Finally, he gets that cough, you know, continuous coughing or something like that. He is then giving up smoking. So, one fine day, King Vena is killed. But he is not killed actually. His body is preserved. These diseases are there in that person. But they are dormant. Dormant, you understand? They are sleeping literally. So, this person who has been a drunkard or an abuser or whatever, you know, drug abuser or a sexual addict or whatever it might be, the excess part is hidden inside that person. It is lying dormant literally from the legs. From the legs. Now remember, the entity has come from the legs. See his name. His name is Prohibition. Do you see that name? Nishad. You see? Prohibition. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. From the leg. Leg is a place where the lower world works. The upper part of the thigh is a place which is the highest, not the, actually I should not say the highest, the, the, the world of the hell which is upwards. It's still not very deep hell. It is upwards. So what happens is, it's full of addiction, it is full of diseases, it's full of dirt, it is full of muck and all those things. From him come what? Robbers, thieves, they live in the forest. What happens to this person? This same person has already been afflicted by certain things. The lungs have become completely clouded. If you ever take an x-ray of a lung of a person who has been a consistent smoker, you will find that his, his lung will appear black in color. It's sooty. And what, do this, what does this suit do? It doesn't allow the alveoli, alveoli are those round stuff inside the lungs, to do the transference of oxygen and carbon dioxide. So his breathing becomes very, very severe, constrained. Same way, you will find that a person who has been drinking too much, what has happened to him? There is a liver damage. And because of the liver damage, you will find that he has to take insulin shots. So, does he not have to take insulin shots till the end of his life? Yes. Same way, a person who is, in, who is used to this different kinds of these excesses in life, finally, because of this Naishida, because of this, don't do this. Remember, the small creature who came out of that thigh is Naishid. Do not do this. It's a restriction. This person are restricted. But the restriction has given birth to an entire race which is going to destroy that entire body. Got it? This is the story. It is so much, very much in our world. You cannot even imagine that this is what the whole scriptures are talking about. 
now let us apply this in the material world in the material world also there are nations which have been completely you know on top of the world because of these kind of dictators they kill they pillage they, they plunder literally everybody finally one fine day they are subdued that person may be killed remember when i was killed killed in the sense he was dormant like basically by the curses of the sages so the allies take over the entire world and what do they make this person a submissive person a submissive nation isn't it so germany japan and all these nations became submissive but it spawned a new kind of a disease you will find that in the person who was responsible for shooting people in kansas just last week if you remember if you see the video see there is a video which is doing the circulation on the internet if you go and see the video you will find him talking so rudely on a radio show he was standing for elections he spoke about germany he spoke about hitler he this is a disease it is eating up the system the same thing happens worldwide the same disease happens worldwide you will find that countries then spawn this kind of creatures spawning they call spawning spawning means giving rise to this kind of creatures so you will find that even every country goes through this so this is what happens so we will take up now chapter 15 king prithu's appearance and coronation the great sage maitreya continued my dear vidura thus the brahmanas and the great sages again churned the two arms of king vena's dead body as a result a male and a female couple came out of his arms the great sages were highly learned in vedic knowledge when they saw the male and the female born in the arms of vena's body they were very pleased for they could understand that the couple was an expansion of the plenary portion of vishnu the supreme personality of godhead remember they have been taken out from the arms the arms are the portion which are closest to the heart this is a domain of vishnu correct so you will find that the left and the right arm they produce the male and the female is the same thing which happened during the time of adam and eve the rib portion as they say see when you say the rib of adam from there he took out the eve so on and so forth now it sounds so silly it's not silly at all what is being told to you over here is the portion again in 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 our scriptures it is mentioned from the left arm of vishnu came lakshmi that's what is said isn't it again here also in in the bible it is mentioned from the left rib the from the rib of adam a woman was created it sounds very uh, funny but that is not funny at all it's actually a creation the creation happens with a split the split in the personality how does the split happen the split happens where if you go down to the scientific level of say uh, now tej is not here but she will she will tell you about all these things it is something to do with the genes and the mutations and the way how splitting happens you will find that the let us take an entire gene which is full of male female principles suddenly you split it into two 
what happens is one portion becomes a male and one portion becomes a female it is possible and it will be possible in the future to do this kind of separation as well so here let us now continue what happened to vena and his two things that are born out of him so the great sages said the male is plenary expansion of the power of lord vishnu who maintains the entire universe and the female is a plenary expansion of the goddess of fortune who is never separated from the lord of the two the male will be able to expand his reputation throughout the world his name is prithu indeed he will be the first among kings prithu is a is a short form of the word prithvi prithvi remember prakriti is a principle prakriti is nature nature created this universe isn't it isn't this how the whole thing is so you will find that vishnu is now taken birth as prithu okay in the form of king prithu the supreme personality of godhead has appeared through a part of his potency to protect the people of this world the goddess of fortune is the constant companion of the lord and therefore she is incarnated partially as archi or becoming king prithu's queen archi is a short form of archana you got it archana is when we do the prayers to the lord oh did i miss out something yes this is text 5 <laughs> yeah. sorry in the form of king prithu the supreme personality of godhead has appeared through a part of his potency to protect the people of the world the goddess of fortune is the constant companion of the lord therefore she is in- incarnated partially as archi to become king prithu's queen the great sage maitreya continued my dear vidura ji at the time all the brahmanas highly praised and glorified king prithu and the best singers of gandharva loka chanted his glories the inhabitants of siddha loka showered flowers and the beautiful women in the heavenly planets danced in ecstasy consells bugles drums and kettle drums vibrated in outer space great sages forefathers and personalities from their heaven planets all came to earth from various planetary systems lord brahma the master of the entire universe arrived there accompanied by all the demigods and their chiefs seeing the lines of lord vishnu's palm on king prithu's right hand and impression of the lotus flower on the soles of the feet lord brahma could understand that king prithu was a partial expansion representation of the supreme personality of godhead one whose palm bears the sign of a disc as well as other such lines should be considered as a partial representation or incarnation of the supreme lord the learned brahmanas who were very attached to the vedic ritualistic ceremonies thus arranged for the king's coronation people from all direction collected all the different paraphernalia for the ceremony thus everything was complete all the rivers seas hills mountains serpents cows birds animals heavenly planets the earthly planets and all the other living entities collected various representation according to their ability to offer the king thus the great king prithu exquisitely dressed with garments and ornaments was coronated and placed on the throne the king and his wife archi who is also exquisitely ornamented appeared exactly like fire the demigods of the air vayu the king presented king prithu with two whisks that is a chamaras of hair the king of the religion dharma presented him with flower garlands which could expand his fame the king of heavens indra presented him with a valuable helmet <clears throat> and the superintendent of death yamraja presented him with a scepter with which to rule the world 
Lord Brahma presented King Prithu with a protective garment made of spiritual knowledge. Bharati, that is Saraswati, the wife of Brahma, gave him a transcendental necklace. Lord Vishnu presented him with a Sudarshana disk. And Lord Vishnu's wife, the goddess of fortune, gave him imperishable opulence. Lord Shiva presented him with a sword within a sheath marked with ten moons. And his wife, the goddess Durga, presented him with a shield marked with one hundred moons. The moon demigod presented him with horses made of nectar. And the demigod Vishwakarma presented him with a very beautiful chariot. The demigods of fire, Agni, presented him with a bow made of the horns of goats and cows. The sun god presented him with arrows as brilliant as sunshine. The predominating deity of Bhurloka presented him with slippers full of mystic power. The demigod from outer space brought him presentation of flowers again and again. The demigods who always travel in outer space gave King Prithu the art to perform dramas, sing songs, play musical instruments and disappear, in, disappear at his will. The great sages also offered him infallible blessings. The ocean offered him conch cells produced from the oceans. The seas, mountains, rivers gave him room to drive the chariot without impediments. And a sutta, a magadha and a vandi offered prayers and prayer praises. They all represented themselves before him to perform their respective duties. Thus, when the powerful King Prithu, the son of Vena, saw the professionals before him, he, to congratulate them, he smiled and with the gravity of the vibrating sound of clouds, he spoke as follows. King Prithu said, Okay, I think I missed out on the 14th. So, we, I'll just say the 14th in between. The great sage continued, My dear Vidura, Kuvera presented the king Prithu with a golden throne. The demigod Varuna presented him with an umbrella that constantly spread fine particles of water and was as brilliant as the moon. Okay. So, we come back to this. So, we are on... 21, we'll just continue from there. Thus, when the great powerful King Prithu, the son of Vena, saw the professionals before him, to congratulate them, he smiled and with the gravity of the vibrating sound of clouds, he spoke as follows. King Prithu said, O general, gentle Sutta, Magadha and other devotees offering prayers, the qualities of which you have spoken are not distinct in me. Why then should you praise me for all these qualities when I do not shelter these features? I do not wish for these words meant from me to go in vain, but it is better that they be offered to someone else. <clears throat> o general reciters, offer such prayers in due course of time when the qualities of which you have spoken actually manifest themselves in me. Our Guru's question is now getting answered. The gentle who offer prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead do not attribute such qualities to human beings who does not actually have them. How could an intelligent man, competent enough to possess such exalted qualities, allow his followers to praise him that if he does not actually have them? Praising a man by saying that if he were to educate, he might have become a great scholar or a great personality is nothing but a process of cheating. A foolish person who agrees to accept such praises does not know that such words simply insult him. As a person with a sense of honor and magnanimity does not like to hear about his abominable action, a person who is very famous and powerful does not like to hear himself praised. 
King Prithu continued, My dear devotees, headed by Suta, just now I am not very famous for this personal activities because I have not done anything praiseworthy you can glorify. Therefore, how could I engage you in praising my activities exactly like children? So this ends the fourth chapter, 15th, fourth canto, 15th chapter entitled King Prithu's Appearance and Coronation. So what I will do is I will give you an explanation for the last few lines that have come over here. See, when we were talking, even Guru's question says, what is the right way to see inside? Now, everybody, everybody is covered by means of Maya. Nobody in this world understands that they are the representation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That means everybody has the divine in them, but nobody can see the divine. Why is it that nobody can see the divine? The reason is because we are trying to see him with our these eyes. We are using our senses. We are using our mind and we are using our body to understand the divine. The divine can never be understood by using any of these. Though there is a method by means of which you can proceed from here. There is a methodology. See, when you want to reach the top of the mountain, you have to use your legs only, isn't it? Legs, hands and body and all that, then only you can reach over there. So, the reaching part is required. That means to go from one place to the other, the body is important. The mind is important. Mind is important, it is going to guide you in the places. So, when where there is a ledge, where there is a, where there is a deep fall or something like that, you will be very careful, will you not? Suppose there is a slippery portion in the in the way while climbing up the mountain, you will not step on it. Mind's job is to guide you, caution you, to protect you at all points in time. Body's job is to proceed from one end to the other. Okay? So the body, the mind and all these resources that we have, all these are called resources. So we have to use the resources that have been given to us to reach this divine personality of Godhead which is there inside of us. That means to reach the mountain top. Now, think we are trying to reach the mountain top what do you find when you reach the mountain top the answer is nothing you find nothing over there this is exactly the answer which you will finally come to so what are you trying to seek so when you climb let us say for example Edmund Hillary started climbing Mount Everest when he came to the peak, the highest point in Mount Everest, he has achieved everything, isn't it? He has achieved the highest in his world. What did he get by reaching over there? Was there some very big gold pot or something like that at the top of Mount Everest that he went to claim? No, nothing like that. So finally when he reached over there, the only thing he could do is maybe plant a flag over there or put a small plaque over there saying that, yes, the thing that he got over there is nothing, absolutely nothing. This is where everything ends. What happens when you go towards your mountain top? Mountain top is trying to go inside. The mountain is inside of you. I told you the Meru is inside of you. We have mentioned this time and again. The Meru is inside of you. Hmm? Now, what exactly does Meru mean? It is a mountain. Isn't it? 
we are trying to climb the mount meru the same word if i turn it into urdu it sounds like meri ru my soul isn't it how funny it sounds so i am trying to go towards meri ru or meru is the same thing we are trying to achieve the impossible of reaching nothing so when you reach over there there is nothing to actually see because you are again using your physical body to see that thing got it and there is nothing to see so you have to drop your body you have to go beyond the bodies go beyond the bodies senses mind then what you what you understand is can never be understood the way you can with your normal senses this understanding is called realization i just realize again i can never be there it is self the one reach that place this one reach that place and could only merge in the divine see till you are climbing the mountain it is called manifest it is there the mountain is there the moment you touch the top it becomes unmanifest can you see the mountain beyond the top no so what is there beyond is called the unmanifest you have reached the highest point yes yes so what happens is when you reach the top portion that is the innermost being that is called the unmanifest and the unmanifest is a place where brahma b r a h m a n brahma stays not brahma ji the brahma ji's domain is finished brahma ji's domain is the material worldly domain beyond that comes brahma the divine unmanifest and that is the place which is called the first divine unmanifest you have reached that place of nothingness there is nothing to achieve beyond that point in time so when this person when the new king is appointed called prithu prithu when he is an is a plenary expansion of the divine lord himself okay when he is an expansion of the lord himself you will find that what he is saying is so much valid to our normal human being the normal human being has no idea that there is god inside of him the difference between the divine potency which is taken birth and the one who is a normal human being is this the normal human being doesn't even know god exists the divine being knows god exists within but doesn't acknowledge it doesn't tell in the open i am the supreme personality of god and you come and bow down to me all you great and you know <laughs> all you small beings in this world he doesn't say any of these things so king prithu though he is the divine potency himself doesn't acknowledge it why because the most important part is yet to happen what is that the unveiling has to happen 
have you ever seen have you ever been to a temple where you know they keep on putting so many things on top of that statue over there that you don't know what is below that is so strange and funny i mean those who have done this satyanarayan puja will know that there is a very tiny you know that ball uh, krishna inside that taman is there. taman means that flat plate is there they put those rice and they put that krishna over there and then on top of it you cover him up with a thousand i don't know how many leaves of tulsi and flowers and this and that and finally you know you have to remove all that to see where that small krishna is hiding this is what happens to us our bodies are covering the entire being up in such a way that you don't even know there is god inside the right way to see guru this is the right way to see if you look with your divine if you look with your these eyes you will never see the right thing so it is prescribed that you meditate so it is prescribed you meditate or you read the books or you talk about god or you listen to the music what happens is you are slowly getting exposed now you will ask me what why do i have to do all these things let us say for example you want to learn about art appreciation you know art appreciation is a very funny business you go and watch some picassos and you will say it looks like some child has drawn some ada teda pair rang na kan kidhar udhar kya bana ke rakha hai person who can never appreciate modern art is going and seeing picasso in a, pa- a painting a picasso in a big uh, you know museum and he says it looks like my child has drawn this sir that is costing millions of dollars your child can't draw that <laughs> so you have to go to art appreciation classes and these art appreciation classes are something for which you have to pay <laughs> a lot of money it's only when you go through the process of learning that you understand that ada teda aankh idhar pair udhar tangdi udhar you know 100 and then you will find that every person wants to draw a nude and you will say i can't even see the nude over there it, it all looks like one leg here and one leg there and all <laughs> you should see the pictures and then you say isko seedha se draw karne ko nahi aata hai kya it's same like listening to vincent joshi <laughs> you will really wonder somebody is throttling his throat or what you know you know there, there was this lady called gangubai hangal i don't know whether you know <laughs> again if you go for a bharatanatyam or one of those kuchipudi or one of those dances you really wonder what is this raising legs and doing this and uh, like that and moving your your head right and left and all that it looks like a doll you know moving your head like this like this and then you wonder ki ye kya kar rahe hai yaar seedha se karne ko nahi aata hai kya dance ha amitabh bachchan kaisa karta hai waisa karne ko nahi aata hai kya so we think that that is comparable to that sorry there is a difference between that <laughs> so you need to appreciate that so appreciation comes from knowledge so we can only appreciate an object when you see knowledge over there now those who have gone to very big big hotels or very big big places you know the funniest part over there is they charge big money for giving you so small item 
करेक्ट नाउ यू विल से कि साला इतना पैसा देके इतना सही खाने का बोलेगा तो क्या है वी आर यूज टू डबल कैन यू गेट मोर राइस कैन यू गेट मोर दिस कैन यू गेट मोर दैट एंड वी आर यूज टू ईटिंग लाइक दैट यू नो इफ इफ यू गो टू uh if you go to any of the darshini is over there you will that person is always standing over there more chutney more this more sambar can you put more sambar are but you have eaten the sambar no can you put more of it and you go to this super you know super speciality type of a hotel and all that and they are giving you sushi i didn't even really know what the sushi said for <laughs> sushi sashimi and all those things and little little stuff and you wonder इसके लिए मैं इतना पैसा दूँ बट इफ यू डोंट लर्न टू अप्रिशिएट दैट यू वॉन्ट अंडरस्टैंड अ डैम थिंग इन वॉट इज बींग गिवन टू यू राइट सो इट्स द सेम थिंग टू नो एंड अंडरस्टैंड द ट्रूथ ऑफ गेटिंग इन टू दिस इनर मोस्ट बींग यू नीड टू हैव दिस क्लासेज ऑफ एप्रिसिएशन दैट इज वॉट पीपल लाइक अस टू I mean, like me. What we do is we teach you this art of appreciation. Ada teda pair, ak nak, Picasso's and all that. Okay. So the job of the teacher is to teach you how to go about this process. What it means to go inwards. You can't join a big class and say, you know, I have I have learned the art of appreciation. Sorry, you don't even understand. so there are finer nuances which have to be understood and they can only be understood by you the moment you get into that place and that is what is the important art of going inwards you have to go towards your guru or the one who is called the guide he will tell you the techniques of reaching that place so this is what we can say <coughs> All right. So today, this class we have ended of art appreciation. So we'll take out further tomorrow. All right. So we'll take.